0: I'm not sure you realize, but the WWE had a big event on a Thursday at 12 o'clock Eastern time. An event that they gave a huge bill to. An event that had a pretty damn good card on paper. An event that the WWE spent a ton of time on Raw and SmackDown selling to you. And it was on at 12 o'clock on a Thursday. Now, I understand that you have a couple of options. One of the options is to just watch it at your leisure. Maybe Thursday night. Maybe you get back from work, you get back from school, you get back from whatever you're doing, and at 8 o'clock at night, you say, all right, let me go check out this Crown Jewel pay-per-view event. That is something I would do. The problem is, I work during the day. I'm on Twitter during the day because you may have heard I do a sports talk show with Craig Carton, and so I'm on Twitter, and because I'm on Twitter, I know that I'll probably be, I'll probably see something that spoils this event, because there are people watching it, there are wrestling people watching it, and so for me, it's not like I could really avoid it, so my attitude was this, I said, all right, it starts at 12 noon, I'm not going to be laser focused on this, It's not, you know, game seven of the NBA playoffs or game five of the World Series or really any regular season baseball or basketball game or any Jet or Giant game. I'll put it on. I'll have it on in the background and I'll know what's going on. And then if I want to rewatch anything great, I'll rewatch it. So I had this bad boy on at noon. Two o'clock, our show starts. I still have it on in the background. I'm barely paying attention. And that, ladies and gentlemen, that's how I watched Crown Jewel 2021. So... Is this going to be as in-depth of a podcast as maybe some I've done in the past? Probably not. I did go back, though, after watching this as casually as one can watch an event, I did go back to watch the conclusion of Roman Brock just to really see how they did it. So let's start there. I thought it was awesome. and I mentioned before that clearly this Roman Brock feud is not going to be a one-off. They're not just giving you one big event at Crowd Jewel and that's it. It's going to build and lead to something. Probably WrestleMania. I think that's the likeliest scenario. And look, as unexciting as that rematch may be, since we've already had it at WrestleMania numerous times, and we just had the match at Crown Jewel, if you can sell it and build it a certain way, you can make it work. And it still would be the most appealing thing you have outside of getting The Rock back, which they know they need The Rock back for a match with Roman. It doesn't appear like it's going to happen at this year's WrestleMania. So... Knowing that, I understand why Roman Brock is the endgame for WrestleMania 38. And I loved what they did because it was a, a schmaz ending. It wasn't a clean victory for Roman. Obviously, the belt needs to stay on Roman. You didn't kind of end the Paul Heyman story. If anything, you continued the Paul Heyman story. I'm not sure how you end that, by the way. I don't even know if they have an endgame for it because, to me, I love Paul Heyman with the Tribal Chief. I don't want to see Paul Heyman back with Brock Lesnar. I just don't. I've seen a lot of it. It is what it is. But I think on an everyday basis, since Roman's there every day, he makes the most sense with Roman Reigns. So however they decide to end this, I certainly hope it doesn't end with Paul Heyman turning on Roman Reigns. But they kept you guessing. The whole, let me throw the belt in the middle of the ring. But even more than that, I find myself a lot of times when Roman's wrestling, or even before that when Brock would wrestle, you're watching Paul Heyman outside the ring. And you're watching his over-the-top reactions. And the fact he had no reactions during this match, I thought was kind of cool. So as always, Paul Heyman brought a lot to the table. And it was it was a fine match. It was a typical Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match. But they ended it, and then the subsequent storyline on SmackDown tells you exactly what they're doing. The old Brock Lesnar is suspended bit, which they did after WrestleMania 31 which can you believe was like seven years ago? That's crazy. So that's how you write Brock off TV. That's how you keep him away. And then when you least expect it, here comes Brock Lesnar. Is it winning the Royal Rumble? Maybe. I don't think it's the worst idea to have Brock run through the Rumble and then say, I want Roman Reigns. I know that would be predictable, but I don't have an issue with that. I like the Royal Rumble winner having an impact. Over the years, sometimes the winner of the Royal Rumble becomes kind of an after story like nakamura winning the royal rumble a few years ago what did it do great he challenged aj styles it wasn't even the main event he didn't win he never got the belt and it's a forgettable rumble win Drew mcintyre wins the royal rumble turned out to be a big effing deal so i have no problem if that's the way they want to go with it brock enters the rumble wins the rumble blah 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 but look they furthered the storyline and they're going to give us a slow build towards Roman Brock for the third time at WrestleMania. And and here's the difference between Roman Brock and Rock Austin. Because we got Rock Austin three times at WrestleMania, too. They main evented two of them, not all three. Remember 19, the Steve Austin's last match in this business? It wasn't a main event. This is going to main event. So you're going to have Roman Reigns' Brock Lesnar not only for a third time spread out over seven years, (laughs) so not not in a short period of time, but they get a main event every time. The first one wasn't really an ending because you had Seth Rollins cashing in. The second one was that stunning victory by Brock Lesnar, and I assume this one is going to lead to Roman defending the title. We may be on our way to seeing Roman Reigns held the belt for 700 days. Because he's at, what's his number? At 420, 430. He's obviously going to hold it to Mania. That gets you over 500, I think, if my math is correct. And he's going to win at WrestleMania. He's probably going to hold the title all the way to the Rocket WrestleMania 39. Do the math on that. What's that? Are we at like 900 days now? Something of that nature? The rest of the card, let me see what I remember. I I got to watch a good bit of Edge Seth Rollins because it was the open of the show at noon. So it was a lot of time before I went on the air with Craig. So I watched a lot of it. It was it was outstanding. It was great. It was great. They delivered. They ended the feud. I assume they ended the feud. I'm pretty sure they ended the feud. They gave Edge the win. Who needs the win? I don't really think either guy needs the win. I think it's more about, okay, what do you do with each guy next? What do you do with Seth Rollins next? What do you do with Edge next? But great Hell in the Cell match. The Mansour Mustafa Ali, who cares? I don't care about it. The RK-Bro-AJ-Omos match, Omos match. I'm watching it, and it was quick, and there really wasn't much there. I'm waiting for the double breakup, because I do think eventually you're going to get AJ against Omos, and obviously, eventually, you're going to get Randy Orton-RK-Bro. Matt Riddle, I should say. I mean, you're going to get that eventually. The Queen's Crown Tournament didn't care. I don't even think they're going to do anything with Selena Vega. So this Goldberg-Lashley thing, I... I had it on. I think the show was starting at this point. And I kept glancing down. And all I saw was was like guys laying down. Like I never saw the actual match. But apparently it was 11 minutes long. How the hell did they pull that off? But Goldberg won. Great. Great. First of all, Goldberg said he was going to murder Bobby Lashley. Literally said he was going to kill him. He didn't kill him. So he didn't back up those words. And you spent so much time making Lashley this powerful champion. You take the belt off him, fine, and now you have him job to Goldberg. What's the point of all that? And are we at the moment in time where we're just sick of seeing Bill Goldberg? I know I am. I mean, his prime, his major run was 22 years ago. So, ah, waste of time. Uh, Xavier Woods winning the king of the ring, good for him. What does that lead to, though? What kind of push? Is Xavier Woods going to get now that he gets to wear a crown around his head? It's worked in the past for some guys. Uh, The King Booker push was awesome after he won it. But then you've got other examples where it goes nowhere. So we'll see. I like the fact that Big E beat Drew McIntyre clean. You've got to establish Big E as a legitimate WWE champion, which they're trying to do. And I think they view McIntyre since he's going to SmackDown as, look, he's had such a push for the last couple of years. Uh, it's all right. He can withstand a clean L to Big E. I think the real question with McIntyre, with him being on SmackDown now, is do they allow him to turn heel? Because I think he's a better heel than face. I think the problem with him turning heel is that he's on SmackDown, and he's going to pale in comparison to Roman, who's the best heel we've seen in a long time. So what they're probably going to do, and it's not going to be great, is McIntyre is going to challenge Roman. That's what I would think. Now, if they keep this stupid Survivor Series bit going where it's champion versus champion, I guess they'll go with that crossover Big E-Roman. The problem with the champion-champion thing, and I've said this for years, is A, nobody cares, and B, Big E needs the victory more than Roman because you're still trying to establish Big E as a legitimate, strong WWE champion. But does that mean you're going to have Roman lose? You know, Roman doesn't lose. Roman hasn't lost. I mean, has Roman lost since he's come back? I don't think he's taken any kind of pinfall. So even though you wouldn't be taking the universal title off of him, I don't even know if you want him to take a pin loss. So if they're going to have this big, heavy match and Roman's just going to win, great. Continues to make Roman look strong. But doesn't that hurt the whole idea of establishing Big E as a legit WWE champion? And oh yeah, let's go back to point one. Nobody gives a crap. Nobody cares about title for title when the titles aren't even on the line. It's a freaking exhibition match. And are they going to give me Raw versus SmackDown again? You just changed the rosters five minutes ago. I don't even know who's on Raw or SmackDown. I still don't. I watch the show every week, and I cannot tell you, outside of Roman being on SmackDown definitively, who the hell is on what show. So please, for the love of God, can you make the Survivor Series good And not have it as a battle of uh, brand, what do they call? Brand, uh, what is it when you think you're the best? Brand supremacy, that's the word. Brand supremacy. Nobody gives a rat's ass about which brand is better. Uh, The women's match from what I saw was fine. Good for Becky Lynch. She's got to hold the title. She basically just won it. And she did get the pinfall I noticed on Sasha. So it continues to make Bianca Belair look strong. You know, overall it's a pretty strong pay per view. It's a pretty strong event. I guess the the inherent problem with it, besides the whole blood money aspect of Saudi Arabia, is that for us, the American wrestling fan, you're putting on what you claim is a premier show and you're doing it on a Thursday afternoon, and then somehow I didn't even know this was coming, they all flew back immediately and gave you and gave you a live SmackDown. I mean, they must have been jet lagged for that one. I don't know how they pulled that off. So, there you go. Crown Jewel. Yippity-doo-dah. That's really all I have to say about it. Uh, I'll give you an instant reaction after Survivor Series. This is not an instant reaction because I am actually recording this on Saturday before my Saturday show. So, it's like a day and a half reaction to Crown Jewel. But, I don't know. Felt like a weird obligation to have some kind of reaction to that event. So, there's my reaction. Hopefully you had a great time listening and a great time watching. Probably not, but look, I do what I can. Uh, You can listen to me and Craig Monday through Friday at 2. I'm on basically every Saturday at 10 a.m. on The Fan. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.